the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Taiwan scrambles jets to thwart Chinese exercises simulating an invasion of the self-governed island. It has been his intent to put Taiwan under the umbrella, under the authoritarian regime of the Chinese Communist Party since the beginning. The Senate passes an Inflation Reduction Act. The bill heads to the House. Budget model analysis shows that this bill will actually increase inflation slightly. Indiana, the first state to ban abortion since the overturning of Roe v. Wade. The sweeping new restrictions go into effect September 15th. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Monday, August 8th. I'm Mike Scott. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says that China will not isolate Taiwan by preventing U.S. officials from traveling there. Pelosi made the remarks while on her final leg of her tour of Asia in Tokyo, Japan. The speaker's visit to Taiwan angered China, who then subsequently amped up their military drills around the self-governed island. Pelosi says she didn't intend to use her trip to Taiwan to change the status quo, but insists it was simply to maintain peace in the strait. However, China deployed a large number of military aircraft and ships on Saturday in an attempt to simulate a land strike on Taiwan that Beijing claims as its own. Defense analysts say Saturday's exercises build on China's rehearsals to stage a potential attack on Taiwan, sharpening Beijing's ability to impose a sea blockade that would precede a landing. House Speaker Pelosi says China cannot box in Taiwan. They may try to keep Taiwan from visiting or participating in other places, but they will not isolate Taiwan by preventing us to travel there. We've had high-level visits, senators in the spring, a bipartisan way, continuing visits and we will not allow them to isolate Taiwan. Pelosi says U.S. lawmakers will continue to visit the island nation. They are not doing our travel schedule. The Chinese government is not doing that. Our friendship with Taiwan is a strong one. It is bipartisan in the House and the Senate. Overwhelming support uh, for peace and the status quo. Uh, in Taiwan. Meanwhile, Secretary of State Antony Blinken says that China and Taiwan need to manage their differences peacefully. What we would hope Beijing would focus on is the fact that for 40 years plus, we've managed this problem, this challenge well. Uh, we've done it in a way that's avoided any conflict. Um, we've done it in a way that's allowed uh, Taiwan itself to flourish. I think that's the expectation that uh, countries in re- uh, around the region and around the world have. Blinken believes China is moving away from a peaceful resolution. 
the differences between Taiwan and the mainland need to be resolved peacefully. And what we've seen China uh, do over the, the last few years is move away from uh, a peaceful resolution of differences to doing so coercively and potentially forcefully. Former U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo joined the Salem Radio Network discussing China's military drills around Taiwan and why the tensions in the Taiwan Strait matters to the average American. And we depend on we depend on uh, products that come out of there for almost everything we use. The very phone I'm calling you on has a semiconductor that was built there. Should the Chinese Communist Party gain control of that, it will make the the baby formula problem we've had and all the supply problems we face small stuff. And so I think that's the place to start. Is this actually matters <laughs> to yeah. every American, whether whether you were describing Michigan and Florida and Texas, every place in America, this will matter. Pompeo goes on to say that he's concerned about what Chinese President Xi Jinping will do because Xi is up for election soon. Difficult to predict other than to say that it has been his intent to put Taiwan under the umbrella, under the authoritarian regime of the Chinese Communist Party since the beginning. And we know this, Joe, it's basic. This is basic street stuff for us, right? Yeah. Uh, if you're not tough, if you're not tough enough to protect the, the bully, the bully from coming after you, and he doesn't perceive, if the bully doesn't think it's going to be costly for him to come after you, bother you, harass you, he's going to do it. And that's and that's what we've seen. Whether it was Putin's invasion of Ukraine or the debacle we had in Afghanistan, I think the bad guys around the world see a White House, a president that's not prepared to defend the American people. And so I'm very concerned that the leader of the Chinese Communist Party, for a host of reasons, including the one you mentioned, he's got a not an election, but he's got to stand to be uh, yeah. put back in office again from his senior from his senior people. Uh, that, that he may say, "Yep, I've said I was going to do this. Now I'm going to go do it," and doesn't believe for a moment that the United States will actually do what it has promised to do, which is help the people of Taiwan defend themselves. The Islamic Republic of Iran has claimed responsibility behind Palestinian Islamic Jihad groups firing of hundreds of rockets at communities in Israel over the weekend. Former Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu joined Fox News to discuss the attacks in Israel. Islamic Jihad, the terrorist group that is firing indiscriminately uh, into Israel, 560 rockets, that's 560 attempts to murder Israelis, innocent civilians. Uh, They're guided by Iran. They're a wholly owned subsidiary of of, uh, Tehran. So, uh, obviously... Uh, we are engaged in a long-term battle. Now, it's one of those civilizational battles that uh, the ones with the stronger will, uh, the stronger commitment to freedom, the stronger commitment to our values ultimately win. Netanyahu goes on to remind America that Iran is ultimately aiming at the United States. And you know what the basic difference is between Israel and them? They fire at civilians while hiding behind civilians. We try to target the terrorists while avoiding as much as we can civilian casualties. And that's the difference between a a free society, a democracy, and these terrorist uh, uh, killers who follow this radical ideology. And by the way, they're not aiming at us. They're not aiming at us. They're aiming at you. I mean, we're the small Satan. You're the big Satan. Uh, As I sometimes tell my European friends, and I don't want to offend them, they're a middle-sized Satan. Mm -hmm. But we're the small Satan sitting on the front lines, defending freedom, but their ultimate target given that they're really subsidiaries of Iran, Iran is calling the shots. And Iran, the big target, is you. We're just in the way. 
Currently, Palestinian Islamic Jihad militants say that a truce has begun after talks moderated by Egyptian mediators and Israeli Prime Minister Yair Lapid's office confirmed a ceasefire. The latest flare-up in violence is the most serious between Israel and Gaza since an 11-day conflict in May of 2021. But the ceasefire largely appears to be holding. The National Weather Service has extended a flood watch for areas of eastern Kentucky ravaged by high water more than a week ago and said there's a threat of thunderstorms in the region for much of the coming week. National Weather Service meteorologist Philoman Gearston said on Tuesday and Wednesday, showers and storms are expected to hit the area. The big concern is that we'll see uh, those storms training repeatedly over the same locations uh, again, and perhaps those areas that were particularly hard hit by the uh, flooding. Gearston goes on to say that downpours could lead to more flash flooding and are in the forecast. We're not expecting uh, the same setup as what we saw with the historic flooding, but uh, it is a wet and juicy pattern that could cause at least some more isolated to scattered instances of flash flooding and further complicate the recovery efforts. Meantime, more federal aid is pouring into that region. On Sunday afternoon, the Senate passed the Democrats' $750 billion health care, tax, and climate bill, a victory for President Joe Biden. Vice President Kamala Harris split the party line vote 51-50. The bill's final passage would give Democrats a chance to achieve some major policy objectives ahead of the upcoming midterm elections. NBC's Ali Vitale says Democrats are already trying to run some campaign ads, but they're not the only ones. Democrats already up with new ads touting this bill's selling points in key battleground states like Arizona, Georgia, and Nevada, a sign of just how eager they are to rally voters around this win. But of course, Republicans are too, and they see plenty here to attack Democrats with ahead of November. The so-called Inflation Reduction Act would represent the largest climate investment in U.S. history, make some changes to health policy by giving Medicare the power to negotiate prices on some prescription drugs, The legislation also includes new large taxes, including a 15% minimum tax on large corporations and a 1% tax on stock buybacks, while also increasing the IRS's ability to squeeze with funds to hire 87,000 new IRS workers. In his remarks at CPAC, former President Donald Trump criticized Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell for what he believes is McConnell being outflanked by green Democrats. He should have never approved that fake infrastructure deal, never approved it. He approved that infrastructure deal for trillions of dollars, and 91% of it is Green New Deal nonsense. Illinois Senator Dick Durbin argued it is his opinion the bill was needed to stop so-called climate change. Some people think it's just God being restless. I think there's more to it. I think we, those of us who inhabit this planet Earth, bear some responsibility. And the question is, will we give speeches, will we lament these extreme weather events, or will we do something? Texas Senator John Cornyn says the bill is misnamed because its corporate tax scheme will likely increase 
rather than lower inflation. Something everybody from Bill Clinton to Barack Obama to Chuck Schumer to Joe Manchin has said you don't do, which is raise taxes during a recession. But that's exactly what this bill does. Senate Minority Whip John Thune cites a confirmed forecast that the bill's increased taxes will worsen the U.S. economy. The Tax Foundation also found that the bill would, unsurprisingly, reduce economic growth, reduce wages, and reduce jobs. In short, a big part of the burden of the Democrats' tax hike on businesses would fall on American families and American workers. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says the Democrat bill will do nothing to cut inflation. Hundreds of billions of dollars in tax hikes on a struggling economy will help, will help kill American jobs. Everywhere except the IRS, that is, uh, where the bill would fund the hiring of, listen to this, 86,000. 86,000 new tax collectors, plus new cars and new computers. McConnell says he blames Democrats for pushing inflation up. A year and a half ago, Democrats misread a 50-50 Senate as a mandate for $1.9 trillion in party-line reckless spending. The result has been the worst inflation in 40 years. With Democrats in charge, working families are having to spend thousands of extra dollars each year just to tread water. Ed Morrissey, editor at HotAir.com and host of The Ed Morrissey Show, says the Inflation Reduction Act is little more than the usual tax-and-spend policies of Democrats. Chuck Schumer finally got his wish. After reaching a deal with Joe Manchin on a far smaller version of Build Back Better and calling it the Inflation Reduction Act, Kirsten Cinema objected to its tax increases. Despite some hope that the Arizona Democrat might force economic reality on her colleagues, Cinema agreed to support it after winning some modest changes and a $5 billion pork chop for Arizona on drought relief. Schumer wants to sell this as Democrats' answer to inflation. However, a Penn Wharton budget model analysis shows that this bill will actually increase inflation slightly for the first year and will have little impact on inflation afterward. Even its supposed deficit reduction impact won't be felt until years after its adoption. Schumer hasn't fooled anyone except Manchin and Cinema. As a YouGov poll showed, only 12% of Americans think that this will reduce inflation. In other words, the Inflation Reduction Act is a fraud, just a skinnier version of the same old tax and spend policies that got us into our current economic mess. The Democrat-controlled House, which is expected to take up the legislation on Friday, August 12, must approve the bill before the president can sign it into law. In North Carolina, ahead of the new school year, they are taking bold steps in the battle to stop school shootings. When schools in one North Carolina county reopen later this month, new security measures will include stocking AR-15 rifles for school resource officers to use in the event of an active shooter. School officials and Madison County authorities have placed one rifle in each of the county's six schools. Each of the guns will be locked inside a safe. The action spurred by the recent shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Jason Walker reporting. Indiana has become the first state to place a near-total ban on abortion post the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Republican Governor Eric Holcomb signed the bill late Friday evening, which only allows for exemptions in the case of rape, incest, and to protect the life of the mother. 
However, the rape and incest exceptions only apply in the first 10 weeks post-fertilization. Reporter Monica Elba says that a few Indiana lawmakers oppose the bill for going, in their opinion, too far. The Republican-run state legislature advanced the measure late Friday, despite some GOP lawmakers opposing it for going too far. Republican Governor Eric Holcomb signing it within minutes of its passage. The sweeping new restrictions go into effect September 15th and include exceptions for when the mother faces risk of death or for victims of rape and incest. Currently, women can get abortions in Indiana up to 22 weeks of pregnancy. Under the bill, the procedure may only be performed in hospitals or affiliated outpatient centers. Alba goes on to explain that abortion is seen by many to be an issue on the minds of voters come the midterm elections. The White House calling the ban, quote, devastating and a radical step by Republican legislators to take away women's reproductive rights, urging Congress to pass a law, quote, restoring the protections of Roe, the only way to secure a woman's right to choose nationally. Eli Lilly, one of Indiana's biggest employers, saying the law will force the U.S. drug maker to look to grow its business elsewhere. It comes just days after Kansas overwhelmingly rejected an amendment that would have removed abortion protections from the state constitution. The outcome seen as a bellwether nationwide for voter opposition to stricter abortion laws, poised to be a key issue in the November midterms. The ban, which will take effect September 15, will eventually shut down all abortion clinics since the procedure can only be done in hospitals or outpatient centers owned by a hospital. Twitter still says an unknown number of owners of anonymous accounts might have had their identities compromised last year. Daybreak Insider's Tim McGuire has details on that story. A since-fixed vulnerability in Twitter software was apparently exploited by a malicious actor. While the company says it doesn't know the extent of the global exposure, the digital advocacy group Restore Privacy says data presumably obtained through the vulnerability was being sold for $30,000 on a popular hacking site, and more than 5 million identities may have been exposed. Many people with anonymous Twitter accounts do so to protect their profiles for security reasons that include fear of persecution by repressive authorities. The revelation comes at a time that Twitter is in a legal battle with billionaire Elon Musk over his effort to back out of his $44 billion offer to buy Twitter. I'm Tim McGuire. And finally, New York health officials are warning that hundreds of people may have been infected with the polio virus after the disease was detected in wastewater from two different counties. Reporter Maggie Vespa says that officials are urging people who are not vaccinated to do so as soon as possible. After decades off our collective radar, polio has once again reared its head, with health experts urging unvaccinated Americans to get inoculated against the disease. Vespa explains that officials tested the water after a man tested positive for the virus. Officials in New York State confirm wastewater samples collected in Orange County contain the paralyzing and potentially deadly virus. Those tests ordered after a 20-year-old man in nearby Rockland County tested positive last month. Experts fear hundreds more are infected. Vespa goes on to say that the man who contracted polio was unvaccinated against the disease. 
Officials noting the New York man who tested positive last month never received the widely available vaccine, a four-dose regimen recommended for kids under six. His case marking the first in the U.S. since 2013, the last time a case originated here. 1979. Vespa says that polio is adding to the health concerns of some Americans who are already dealing with COVID and an outbreak of monkeypox. Now, amid the COVID pandemic and an outbreak of monkeypox, experts are begging Americans to check their immunity to another virus, one long thought to be behind us. And speaking of monkeypox, that's also obviously a top health concern this morning as well. Now declared a national health emergency with vaccines in short supply. Also in that case, and here in Illinois, new overnight, kids at a daycare in the Champaign-Urbana area are now being screened for possible exposure after a staff member tested positive. Polio, once one of the nation's most feared diseases, was declared eliminated in the United States in 1979, more than two decades after the vaccines became available. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at daybreakinsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.